Terry, wait! Wait! Hold on a second, babe. Yeah. You're not going for, for good, are you, honey? You're going nowhere, Happy, and you're taking me with you. All you ever talk about is being a pro hockey player, but there's a problem. You're not any good. I am good! You know what? You're a lousy kindergarten teacher. I've seen those finger paintings you bring home and they suck! I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean that. I, I, I think they're excellent finger paintings. Please, don't go. I am not spending the rest of my life with a loser. I'm gone. Good, then get the hell out of my life. Who needs you? Beat it! Leave me alone! I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean that. Believe it or not, you are tuned to the Cobras and Fire podcast. Now, can we just have one evening where you don't try to make a scene? Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with respected rock journalist, Baco. How are you, sir? Well, for the most part, I'm well, but I did get a little bit of bad news today, Luce. What's that? Well, I've been having kind of a little achy pain thing going on. I went to the doctor, and it turns out I have a horrible case of updog. What is updog? Uh, not much. What's up with you, dog? <laughs> So we're starting with bad jokes. I got plenty for you coming up. It's part of my part of my thing. So uh, yeah, but yeah, respected rock journalist. What do you think? What do you think about that title? Um, well, of course, uh, it says something nice about me. So I'm a big fan. Makes me sound yeah. important, don't you think? Yeah. You know, there's there's certain podcasters that that feel very, you know, very confident. I guess overconfident in their mm. abilities. Well, would, you call, would you call yourself a journalist? <laughs> uh, it depends on who I'm talking to. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. I'm more of a, uh, a, a, I say a writer. A professional fan. A writer, yeah. I'm more of a writer. Yeah, I, I, I've always been. Well, a journalist, I think, is somebody doing investigative reporting. Well, or and I like think that. you have I, to at least, um, I don't know, somebody has to like hire you, right? Like you can't, can't well, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's more of an investigative thing. You're kind of digging into stuff. Uh, but yeah, journalist is is it's 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 vague enough that it can cover us. So I think we we are journalists. I don't know about respected, but uh, yes. Uh, I mean, we do do podcast gold. I guess what I'm saying is that anybody that uses that that title um, describing themselves uh, in their podcast, uh, it, it's a little ridiculous. It's a lot you know, like coming say- up with your own nickname, right? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm B dog. Yeah, like somebody come up with a t- the no, you're the Fruit Loops. loose loose cannon. Ridiculous. <laughs> yes. So anyway, score one for Baco, respected rock journalist. <laughs> so let's, so we're, since we're talking about podcasters in general, uh, can we talk briefly about the rock and pods? Get the, get that done. Uh, again, okay. Well, I mean, we, I, I teased it in the last episode, but I said we have an amazing revelation. Oh, that's right. Oh, to, my God. Let me let me lead into it, please, please. Okay, okay. Go ahead. And it, Now, since our last uh, time that we talked, you know, because we've been given the percentages of will loose or will he not, you know, like, you know, what's the odds of you coming to Nashville with me? And we have some uh, breaking, spiking up or down news in this area, right? <laughs> Yeah, so, Luce, what is the latest percentage on you attending the Rock and Pod Expo at the Cobras and Fire table, sitting next to Baco in the end of August? Well, you know, it's been going up and down. Uh, I think I was up to about 75% last time, and then then I went backwards with a broken ankle. And by the way, thanks for asking about that. And Hey, um, how's it doing? It's fine. I got about Snowflake. three more weeks. <laughs> well, we should reference that because I I had the, the the second I broke the second ankle, you know, on the last on the last podcast where we had to take over and finish, <laughs> and then and then we couldn't I did get to stellar job of it too. By the way, you did you did I got some good feedback on that, and you know, on top of that, we couldn't get our schedules together, so I had to do the solo episode. And by the way, I'm just going to go on the si- sideways here for a second, okay? Because we got to start with a tangent to keep con- consistently inconsistent. Yes, yes, okay. You know, I shot a message to you that I, I I put together a, a show and everything, saying like, "Hey, man, I did this," and I, I gave you props throughout. And I'm just gonna read your text back. It just says, "Thanks for including me with that one." Uh yeah. the The listeners should know that I found out about it probably shortly after they did. What does that mean? What does that matter? I mean, listen, I'm doing these podcasts. I had some ripe rock. I wanted to get it out before it was mm-hmm. stale. I was inspired to do it. You know. I'm doing it by myself. I'm not seeing other people like you have been. You know? I, don't, I don't even know what, what that means. I mean, it's like it's so hard to say, hey, I'm going to record this episode. I'm going to put it up. Just wanted to give you a heads up. It was a surprise for you. And it, and it backfired. You got mad at me about it. You have done – you've moonlighted twice with Josh Toomey. You're seeing other people. At your request you know? both times. I.e., you knew you'd said go do this. What does that matter? At least, but I'm not with the, the other man in a heterosexual way. I'm just doing it by myself. I'm still <laughs> keeping the union. We'll move on. But I, I just, it's your responses to things. Uh, you've been very angry lately. I don't understand what it is. I think you gonna... read angry. <laughs> in other words, your you're texts, angry. Your texts should be in all caps because that's how I read them. <laughs> You know what? Just, going going forward, they are <laughs> everything you say. Hello, bro. Hello, bro. <laughs> Just angry all the time. Check your email, bro. <laughs> anyway, let's do it. All right. So back to the rocking pods. Okay. So let's get away from me angry texting you and let's get back to the topic at hand what is right. the percentage loose currently of you sitting next to Baco at the cobras and fire table at the nashville rock and pod expo drum roll please 100 percent, and that's an all caps oh answer my God. 
<laughs> it's almost as if I just found out myself. Oh, yes. I am uh, looking forward to going. And, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of excitement on my end. I will say that I have I have volunteered. I volunteered my help uh, to try to help out because Chris Senzak and, and oh, this is B- not BJ good. and that's not. Would you say idea. that's not good? No. Uh, <laughs> to help out that day because I mean, Chris you just is, show think, up and not muddy the waters, you know. <laughs> well, but we have. I'm, I'm just coming up with some ideas, you know, kind of the flow of the. Hey, the hey, real quick, and, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not to interrupt you, but to interrupt you. Uh, turns yeah. out Julian Gill is really looking forward to meeting you. Really? Yes. All right. That's that. I might have made that up, but anyway, your point you were talking about. So. <laughs> yeah, everybody, podcasters, don't take yourself too seriously. You know, there's uh there's not going to be a meet and greet for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, maybe not for you, but I am a uh, what, what was the term? Respected, rock respected journalist. rock journalist. Yes, yeah. For yes, respected yes. rock journalist like myself, yes, we have like a, I assume a private room with caviar and uh, hand jobs. That is correct, and that goes into some of my ideas, actually. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, well, well, the schedule is the thing that's been kind of mystified me about this is, you know, the day, you know, there's going to be obviously there's there's rock stars there of varying degrees. Yeah, who's of, the guy? Who, um, I am the magnet. You are the steel. He's going to be there. Okay, and you have the um, so, I think I think the the session the session drummer from a Tora Tora album, is that correct? Wait, the entire Tora Tora band isn't going to be there. No, just one guy. It was the, it was the session drummer on track five and six of uh, of uh, uh, Wild America. <laughs> sure, Wild yeah, America. that was a great record. Those are the two best drum tracks too. Absolutely, by far. But uh, anyway, so but but the other thing is, is there's going to be things on stage. And I think it was confusing about this. And I've been talking about it, just imagining it is the fact that they have we have they have slots from like 11 until whatever, eight o'clock. And we are on one of the slots. But I'm like, I'm like, what the hell are we going to do? Right. We're going to talk with Joey and we're going to probably, I don't know, do like a little triangle circle jerk. <laughs> Which goes into some ideas. Do you have some ideas besides that? Besides jerking each other off you mean not. for what we're doing when we podcast or just for the the whole event no because we have a slot for mm-hmm. a, t- a time to be on stage the same stage are doing q a's and everything like that do you understand that yeah so that's you're asking for ideas for that time frame right yeah what are we going to do i mean I'm, I'm imagining like the worst the last thing i want to do is to watch somebody do a podcast on stage like like do you understand people that we edit for the show if we're going to be up there and behind two two tables and everything just going yeah, it's going to be you know, a- that, that's you though i mean i'm i have a history as a uh, live performer so i can uh you know fake my way through it you know i can pull oh, it so, off because you're because re- you're a respected rock journalist okay and but, okay uh, a f- uh, failed musician don't forget that that is true. You have been on stage. So, what are you, do you have some ideas? Because I have a few. I just want to run by you, kind of like the brewery. Well, I plan names. on, uh, you know, you know. They always say to envision the audience naked. I think I heard that somewhere in one of our episodes. Yes. I'm just gonna be naked. I'm just gonna wear a sock. <laughs> All of the chili the peppers, and uh, yeah. we should raffle it off. That's my first idea. And a jerk sock at that, correct? Yeah. By the time we're done, yeah. And by the time somebody wins it, and I throw it at them. So I was thinking about like with that 
with that in mind to do a couple like speed contests. Ooh, yeah. Um, yes. So what like I was gonna say speed, is for, right? first off on on our table, you're gonna see our glorious new logo to begin with in some shape or form. You're also gonna see uh, t-shirts for sale, possibly. Not sure on that yet. And also, we are going to have a variety of designer jerk socks. Yes? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Embroidered with our Cobras and Fire logo. Probably the new one, huh? Oh, yeah. I think that'll look very nice, very classy. A little sticky, a little fiery. Yeah. Here's my my first. You know what? We'll we'll go through a couple ideas and get to some music here. Okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So here's my first idea. Let me know. I think we should do a contest where we get on stage and we just go... Uh, whoever can fill this 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 jerk sock with semen wins. Yes, it has to be their own though. It that is correct. That has to be theirs. It has to be fresh. They can't bring it early. I mean, we're in Nashville. This. You cannot go out to a cow or or some kind of animal with <laughs> semen and fill it up and win, right? Yeah, it's like cheating. Right. Okay, so that so your idea that you you think that's good or bad? I think that's bad. Okay, okay. So you want my second option? Yes, yes. Okay, so number we're going to hand out... Number two is that we would hand out uh, Cobras and Fire logoed notepads to everybody, and this has to do with a writing contest. Yes? Mm. You ready? And so, pens. So Billy pens Hardaway is, is excluded. Correct, yes, because he can't write. Yeah, it's, it's, it's letters, right? It is. It's letters, yes. And it doesn't say, like, this fucking song sucks. That's not the right answer. <laughs> so, Yes, okay, carry on. Yeah, so anyway, anyway, everybody has a notepad and a pen, and this is the question I'm going to ask and see who can give the answer uh, uh, the fastest. And also, there's a trick to getting this done the fastest, and I'll reveal it. Can I at least prep and try to answer when you ask it? Yes, yes, you can prep and and just think of how can you answer this the fastest way, and we'll give out the, the, the. the actual clue, the the trick to do it, because we want our listeners to win. You ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Other than white, what ethnic groups does Phil and Samuel hate? <laughs> Done. Okay. What's your answer? All of them. <laughs> That's right. Three words. Everybody else is going to be stuck list- listing all the other uh, ethnic groups. Just run up to the stage with all of them. You get a T-shirt. Yes. I thought the prize was a pregnant cat. I don't no. want a fucking T-shirt. Okay, well maybe you I want to take a pregnant cat on a plane back to Minneapolis, man. That's Jesus, fine, get your head out of your ass, loose. Let's just move on to the next thing. But just, just real quick, a okay. little fun fact. Uh, yeah, did you okay. know the original, the original title of uh, one of their most famous albums was "Vulgar Display of White Power"? All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right. This is the other one I had. This is the last one. I've actually collaborated with somebody else about this. But are you ready? That's got to suck then. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, great. So I was thinking that both of us, just they intro us, and we you have like a, a satchel or some kind of bag, okay? Mm, and okay, I, that I, sounds good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I have a box. And we both- Ooh, a satchel we, and a box. Right. I have the box. You have the satchel. We walk onto the stage. Don't say a word. I slowly unveil the box, and it is a it is a turntable. Okay, and you pull out a one of your special editions of the Elder. Okay, mm. and, and you slowly place it on the turntable. You drop the needle on the track Odyssey. From a far off galaxy, 
both both of us turn our backs to the audience and we reveal that we have uh, what are those little magic sticks that that uh, that conductors have? Batons. Conductor, what? yeah, baton, yeah. A baton or wonder everything. We conduct the song. Maestro. Maestro, yes. We conduct throughout the song, uh, giving it a very serious tone. There's a child in a sundress looking at a rainy sky. There's a place in a desert where an ocean once danced by. We then pack up our things, give a very respectful bow, and get off the stage. What do you say? I'm with it, but we have to dim all the lights, light a handful of candles, and make everybody be quiet during the, the entire time. <laughs> like the listening party. Insist! Insist on them being quiet, respectful. <laughs> I like it. No farting, Matt Porter. Listen, these are all the days, the ideas I have, and I think it, it hits the level of any opening band, <laughs> any bad opening band for a, <laughs> for a show. They just go, oh my God, it's got to get better from here. What do you think? It's like it, it gets going, and, and then it's like, where the hell are you going, Sinzak? Sit your ass down. <laughs> That's right. Respect You're going to listen to the Odyssey. This is a. This is a fucking unheralded classic. On a mountain high somewhere Where only heroes dare Stand the stallion and the bear We are men and we shall be Each other's destiny One another's odyssey All right, man, so let's get down to the theme. What you got? Well, this is actually your idea, and it was kind of inspired by our friend of the show, Talk. Oh, well, Josh Toomey from the Talk To Me podcast. Yep. He recently got remarried, and we had the idea. He got remarried to the woman that he was married to before. So, yeah. you thought it would be kind of fun to do a show about uh, bands that break up and then make up. Yes. So that's break up show. to make up. Break up to make up is today's uh, theme. In honor Perfect. of the newly rewedded Toomeys. That's right. And also the fact that that, that thought came to my head when he uh, we were honored to. It didn't work out because of our schedules, which we'll go into later. But uh, to actually do an episode for him in yeah, his absence. Th- yeah, for those listening, that was our actual idea for uh, filling in for him. It would have been pretty fun. but Yeah, yeah. So this is it. But you All went right. away for two weeks, so uh, it didn't happen. So. Correct, correct. Off the grid. Well, we might mention a few things about that later, but uh, let's get into it. What you got? You got some top five, or what are we doing? Yeah, well, we uh, we kind of exchanged some ideas. You gave me a list of bands, and, and we can touch on other bands and just kind of talk about yeah. them. But as far as music goes, um, I mean, there's been so many bands, right, Luce, that have like broken up and then got back together. It's kind of a, almost a cliche in rock and roll. You know, almost like exclusively in hard rock, right? I mean, you really yeah. don't hear about like uh I don't know. I mean, who's broken Well, up? you got your you got Thompson your Twins Mac. haven't reunited. <laughs> but Fleetwood Mac, uh Eagles, okay, yeah, something that's like that. Fair. I guess not, the bigger yeah, you right. are, the more likely you are to return, huh? Yeah, but with that too, I just got to mention that uh, so and uh front of the show Mike, he'd actually posted on the page. I think he might be right, but I don't think there's any band that's been away from their lead singer that was a notable band longer than Skid Row. That might be an actual fact. You know what I mean? Like at least. The, the, well, I think number 25 five years. Longer. Huh? 
I think our first entry is longer. Okay, okay. So then 83 to 2017 is clearly the longer, right? Who is it? The Misfits. Oh, yes, you're right. That's the winner. I think you're 100% right. But that was only for what? Three shows? Headliners? Yeah, they only played uh, Riot Fest, which is, is it's, it's weird. It's like uh, a festival they do in Denver and then one in Chicago, and they're like two weeks apart. But those yep. are the only two shows they did. They're both headliner deals. But it's a pretty big deal, man. I mean, there's a lot of animosity, a lot of anger between, uh, well, Glenn and it's basically two guys, Glenn and Jerry only, were the uh, only real consistent members during the, uh, well, I don't know if you want to call it the heyday, during the, the, the main period of all the, all the songwriting. And Glenn is noted as the only songwriter during that time. Now, there's been all sorts of lawsuits and all this kind of crap that's gone back and forth. And and then in 1996, I think it was, or 95, they kind of settled it out. They I don't know what the agreement was. Something along the lines of, like, they split merchandising and Jerry can form a new version of the Misfits and tour and record. Something like that. But What about Frankenstein? Oh, uh, you mean Doyle? Yeah. Doyle was the longest running guitar player in the band, and he was the last guitar player in the band. They had about, uh, I think, 72 guitar players before him in a year and a half or something weird like that. I mean, but he's not, an origi- he's not an original member, as you're saying. He's not, but, it, I mean, he's, I don't know. It's, it's like uh, calling Ringo not an, an original member of the Beatles. Okay. Not so quite he, was the he same part, thing, but was uh, he part of the re, was he part of the reunion? He was, yes, yeah. Okay, that's what I was confused about. Okay, because I'm not a misfit. Oh, I'm sorry, but yeah, he had actually made uh, good with Glenn. I don't know about a decade ago. Okay, uh, and and those two have like uh, toured together, uh, uh, you know, with his bands that he was doing, and they would like you know, and and uh, Danzig sets with like five or six songs of misfit shit. And uh, on a personal note, uh, I don't know, you you know I got married on Halloween in Vegas, right? Uh, two days before, uh, Danzig played, and uh, Doyle's band was one of the opening acts. And yep. it, it was you almost like that. a, it, it was almost like they were our wedding band. And and one of the, <laughs> and Doyle came out, and they slammed through about seven Misfits songs, and it was a pretty cool moment for me. Anyway, I bet was part of the settlement that he had to. Uh, only use the world's shittiest phone when well, when doing interviews. Well, it wasn't his call. It was like it was uh, pretty much Danzig and uh, Jerry, his older brother, insisted that Doyle only do phone interviews for his own band uh, with uh, horrible connections, and they they made a, <laughs> a special point to say be super short and really boring. My God, the interview is an amazing, awkward <laughs> terrain wreck. I think he was calling from actually one of those tin cans connected to a string to, to, to something else. It was so bad, man. But it was brilliant all the same. Yes? Yeah, it's like a, kind of a good hurt, right? It is really a good hurt. Like a train wreck. <laughs> so yeah, Baco, we should probably get to some music here. What's, what's your pick? Because whatever pick it is, I'm going to play a Metallica cover of it.
Sorry, man. We've been talking for a bit, so let's get down to some music. What's your misfits? What's your misfits song? Well, they didn't actually record anything when they got back together, like the rest of our list. But uh, is it okay if I pick? A, you know, I'm a huge Misfits and Danzig, and especially that era. So I thought the best thing to do was to pick a song from the era that he wasn't involved in. Baco, I'll look forward to listening to that song, and and also, you know, uh, I know Misfits are a big part of, of 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 punk and just in music history. I just have never, you know, I never had that guy that said, "Check out this album," you know. So, well, they don't like I now. said, they don't they don't have that album. I mean, it was all singles, and like, I mean, if you buy their box set and you read it, it's it's hilarious. It's like twenty one copies were made, fifty three copies were made. I mean. It's amazing how influential they were without selling anything because their influence <laughs> came, you know, a decade or two later. 
And you know what? Let, uh, they probably owe a tip of the hat to Metallica for that. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, with the Last Crest deal, you mean? Yeah, not? well, you know, everything from not just that, but like, uh, you know, Cliff wearing the Misfits shirt. Because well, that's that, true. Because it was like it was like eighty six. Uh, when was Garage Days? Eighty six or eighty seven? Is eighty seven? I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It was eighty seven. It might have been eighty six, but I think no, eighty six Master. You're right. It's eighty seven. Yeah. Anyway, so that, at that point, I'd never heard of them. Then I saw that it was Misfits. I can definitely see this. That was only four years after they broke up. Yeah, it, is it, which right. is weird okay. because it seems like I remember at that time it, it was like that's so long ago. But that right. that Crimson Ghost they call that, which is that the Misfits skull. Um, I yeah. mean, that has become iconic. And I think uh, Absolutely. In, in large part because of like, you know, bands like Metallica wearing it and, you know, getting it out there. Yep. So. And before we move on, because you're a respected jock journal, rock journalist, I think. And because we have a high level of integrity, you know, when when newspapers have corrections the next day in articles. Of course. Uh, and uh, us respected journalists, we we kind of re- rely on, uh, you know, smaller men to fix that for us. <laughs> Such as Rob, and he is the fact bastard, and he is—he shot me a couple of all caps messages on mistakes that we made in the last couple episodes. So, would you like that to hear is so his? So, Rob, yes, all so caps. So, you know his his is his pick that grinded the sh- the, the show to a halt. His uh, Rory Erickson song, uh, "If You Got Ghost." Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently, <laughs> I pick, I played the wrong song. To begin with, he wanted something that was like, uh, I think it was called I Have Demons. So it got demons and ghosts uh, confused. Uh-huh. And his re- and his response, first off, was the fact that, that I put a fucking quarter in a jukebox and it plays the right song. I played $50 and you played the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other thing. Um, he also said that the guy's name is Roki Erickson, R-O-K-Y Erickson. So we said the guy's name wrong, which leads me to say back to him that, yeah, you can put a, ju- a quarter in a jukebox, but there's no fucking Roki Erickson on it. So you're not going to get the right song. Yes? <laughs> I don't know. Back in my hometown of Medford, Minnesota, well, there's all sorts of, how'd you say that, Roki? Well, there's all sorts Rokey. of Roki Erickson. It's like, it's, it's like that and Jay Giles. <laughs> the whole jukebox. The yeah, first it's just page. those two are. The artists. first, you know, those panels, those panels you flip yeah. by. There's an entire Roki section. <laughs> hey, do you want to hear uh, "Love Stinks" or something by Roki? <laughs> those are the two choices we got. <laughs> it's that and "Stroke Me." Oh yeah, I guess there was some Billy Squire on there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then also, Eddie Rabbit. Additionally to that, he said. Your microbrewery idea, I'm reading his text, your microbrewery idea was somewhat funny, somewhat funny, which is a muted insult, but by the way, Hop for Teacher is already a name of a beer that's distributed by an Indiana brewery. That's our fact, bastard. I know, so I guess it was a good idea. Remember how he like, I'm not fact, bastard. You totally are. My God, you know there's a beer called Hop for Teacher. Yes. So let's let's end that and let's him. go. I love him so yeah. much. <laughs> okay, but uh, I want the but, two of us to buy like uh, you remember the big. He's wheels? coming to the show. Yeah, but you know the big wheels, right? The like as a kid, the yes. big wheel. Do you remember the green machine? I remember the gr- green machine. Yes. Yeah, I want him and I to get green machines and ride around Nashville. I will be racing you in my special edition Koi Advance edition of uh, Dukes and Hazard. <laughs> Man, there is no Dukes of Hazard without Coin Vance. <laughs>
All right, so what, what band's up next Next on this uh, breakup to make up? The next breakup to make up band is Van Halen. And my God, what a glorious breakup. And then it took a long time for the makeup, right? Uh, but they broke up in 1987, uh, as everybody knows. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, and then um, the first album, OU812, was definitely my favorite with Sammy. But anyway, let's go back to Yeah, the, it's Dave. like they went downhill after OU812. And uh, yeah, I think it went yeah, OU812 yeah. OU and then 5150 was kind of a dog. No, that one was, I like that one too. Uh, I mean, uh, Fuck was a good album too, but 5150 wasn't that good of a follow-up to it. Oh, but Fuck was before uh, 5150, wasn't it? Well, it doesn't matter. We're not talking about Sam, but we're going, was going to David Lee Roth. Oh, yeah. So anyway, in uh, what was it, uh, 2011, they got back together. Yeah, it was a great tour, right? Yeah. Or was it 2004? Anyway, so they got back together. And they released the um, uh, uh, Different Kind of Truth record. Uh-huh. Different Kind of Truth, where you uh, hear David Lee Roth have absolutely no um, ability to stay in tune. Oh, you think so? I love the record. Seriously? I do. I do like it a lot. I like, I, I I like some this. of it, but his, his lyrics are great. He's just all... I don't know. C- c- keep going. Continue. I know a lot of people. I love listened it, so. to the record. I put it in my car in the parking lot of Best Buy. Yeah. And uh, as I'm driving away, it's like a time warp. And I listened to the whole album, and I listened to it when I get home. And then about a month later, I listened to Van Halen Two, one of my least favorite early Van Halen records. And 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 all I thought was, I will never listen to the new <laughs> Van Halen <laughs> record again. But you, now you love it again. Well, no, it's still a good record, but, you know, it is like leftovers. I mean, we didn't know at the time when it came out, but one by one, we started finding out that every song on that record was like a demo from the 70s. And even David LaRoff was like, why don't we write new music? But apparently it was kind of Eddie's call and, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's that's the problem with that one is that... that, um, I'm sure there's there's a couple decent songs on it, and I'm pretty Stay sure I know frosty. which ones are good. That one's decent, but again, I'll just I'd rather listen to Ice Cream. I man. might be the you only know? guy on the planet that likes Tattoo. I don't like Tattoo. I love I don't Tattoo. Like tattoo. The only right. song the I, 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 I still listen to. Wow. Is that the one you're going to play? Oh, I don't know. I thought you had a pick. Uh, we'll fight back and forth in a second, but going back to this, to me, a different kind of truth is the sonic boom of uh, of Van Halen, and and that's because yeah. I had the same thing. Like I got sonic boom, I was so excited there's a new record, and then after talking to you, and then like uh, like a, it just soured on me. I was like, I was like, you know, it it just it just didn't work. You know what I mean? Like after you listen, to it, I, I you go back to listen to a different one, and it's just no, yes, or would you not say it's that? I bad? agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, when you compare, yeah, it's like by comparison, it, it 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 falls so short that you're almost embarrassed. You enjoyed it for a minute. Yes, correct. Yeah, the the uh, the bloom is off the rose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that, the is that turd is out the butthole. <laughs> Perfect, but much better analogy. So, so yeah, man. So let me let me look at this track list real quick because you threw me off with the whole tattoo thing. Is that where you're going? Is tattoo? Well, the, yeah. If I'm picking, but are I think you, it's are you gonna pick. play? But yeah, no, you're picking right, the damn song. Here. I picked the last one. So what do you want? 
So you want to talk about more about the the background of the album, kind of like the little factoids or anything like that? I mean, to me, it seemed like the whole information that it was all demos from the '70s came out pretty quick after it came. It did, but it was after the record was out, and okay. it, it seemed like some of them are, and then it turns out that all of them are, and then like you know, I don't know. Later on, even then, it was like, well, we don't know for sure. It's just kind of being speculated. And then all of a sudden, David LaRoth is like, yeah, I really wish we would have just like actually written new music. <laughs> I just like doing this part just to hear you say LaRoth. I love it. LaRoth, baby. Every time. Lee Roth. Anyway, so. Yeah, David. I, you know, what part of it is, too, is that that as much of a Van Halen fan that I am. Mm. I, it's, Hard not to be. It's it's so odd that that I've never seen the uh, them with David Lee Roth because I've had the chance two tours. I had it last 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 year actually when I uh, two years ago and they were in um, Red Rocks when I was uh, in, in you know prior to moving out here I had a chance to go there too but I couldn't bring myself to it just from seeing the live footage of them live. You know, yes? check this out. Uh, yeah. You you remember when Dave and Sammy did that solo like the the co headlining tour or whatever. Yeah, how was they that? They played in a parking lot out by a, a mall here. <laughs> All right. For like $25. Awesome. And I did not go. And my older sister was here. And she's the one who like chimed in, threw some money at us, and picked some Volbeat and all that stuff. And she was totally into it. I don't even know what the fuck is wrong with me. Why didn't I just go? 
That would have been awesome. Albums were better with Sammy. Songs were were better with Dave. And the classic Van Halen is always Dave. That's what I'm and, saying. Yeah. And you and I both appreciate both, right? I do. I mean, we're not one of those guys that draw a line in the sand. Nope. Is like, uh, you know, we're not Ian Wadley. Part time we start calling that asshole out, right? For his Sammy Hager <laughs> hatred. Well, what about Rob Curran, your spirit animal? He also despises him. Yeah, but he's my spirit lord, so I, I can't, uh, I can't down, I can't talk bad about Rob. Oh, well, hey man, uh, you know, I did mean to ask you because uh, you had kind of a sketchy internet connection for a couple weeks there, and so we didn't really get to stay in touch like we typically do with uh, nope. all sorts of random nonsense and uh, <laughs> I don't know antagonistic kind of comments back and forth. Yes, you went to Montana and basically did, you went off the grid, man. Um, why don't you fill us in? Oh, just just real quick. I mean, I, if if I had a bucket, um, you know, if I had a bucket list, Montana would not have been on it, and uh, neither would Idaho or Wyoming. Well, actually, Wyoming is Jackson Hole is beautiful, and all these states. I'm not dogging any of these these states. Mm-hmm. It's actually very beautiful, and uh, tons of just just it's it's a really cool place to visit. But the problem is, is that um, where we were at, we we're just in the middle of nowhere, and um, I just got to thinking, just related to the show is what rock stars or reference or anything is connected to, is there anybody famous? Like, for example, I'm from West Lafayette, Indiana. We can at least claim to fame Axl Rose, Izzy Stradlin, Shannon Hoon. Uh, and if Good you're, for you. <laughs> just say that that's just a random Midwestern place for those people to come from. And then like John Cougar, Mellencamp. Cobras and fire, sex in your headphones, cobras and fire, while work or at home, on a mission for to save rock and roll, for the rock and rollers, there's cobras and fire, cobras and fire, rock's not dead, cobras and fire, you just found it my friend, on a mission for to save rock and roll, for you rock and rollers, here's cobras and fire. Where is there any song that references Montana or is there a rock star from Montana? You can't think of any, can you? Um, no, no, not, not at all. That's right. Except for, uh, you know, Sweet Home Montana. Not enough syllables, bro. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean? Okay, so those states are... But anyway, go there. It's a, it's a really cool place. They did also have Sweet a, Home Montana. <laughs> but that's the only thing I can think of. It even is close. But but then you also have now. I sent you a picture of one of the greatest fests of all time. Yes. Yeah. But, why didn't you go to the Testicle Festival? Because <laughs> I was on the way home. But that thing was amazing. This poster. Uh, we, we'll put it on our, our Facebook page. But it had 19 fonts on it. You, it was a fest that said you had to bring your own chairs and beer. And uh, and it was sponsored by Budweiser. So <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, yeah, just bring your own. Uh, don't worry about us. Artistical festival. Mm, they sure taste good. They're loaded up with protein. Don't you 
I'd eat them every day if I could. Now some call them uh, detestable. I think they're delectable. Put me first in line. Oh, I want a belly full. And cowboy, that's no bull at the testicle festival. Come on, Ty, give me them calf fries. Give me them Geography lessons. What's the next band? <laughs> the next up is uh, on the breakup to makeup is Judas Priest. I think you're a fan, correct? Ah! Yes, let's do it. Yeah, if I could just tell you a little bit of my Judas Priest, uh, my my history with Judas Priest, if I may. Yes. Yes. Okay. So probably unlike you. I became a Judas Priest fan probably in the last five or six years. And uh, one of our guys that we always find amusement with, uh, Eddie Trunk, you know, from one of his, his, <laughs> his, his, his uh, one of those books. And, 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 and listening to podcasts and everything, I really started getting into like Screaming for Vengeance, Bread of Steel, and then kind of going backward and getting the uh, their live album and really starting to appreciate them. But for whatever reason, they just seem kind of like goofy um, versus the, the bands I was into in the 80s. But. Hmm. Anyway, after listening to him, the first thing I thought when I heard Screaming for Vengeance, which came out in 82, was, you know, you know, everybody hears Midnight and you've got nothing coming. But I never made the connection that, you know, whatever, the production of that album and the style is so much like Lick It Up. And that, especially that song and Lick It Up are almost like cousins. Like, I really think it kind of like when, you know, people always cite Creatures and Lick It Up mm-hmm. as great albums, which I do love. But again, I really think they were still chasing trends because they thought it was safe, just like with Revenge, to be a little more hard-rocking again, if sure. you see what I'm saying. What are your um, thoughts on I w- that? I will say this. I, I, I have always put um, Lick It Up and uh, Animalize more as, uh, you know, like I, I've tied those two together more than um, Lick It Up and Creatures. It seemed like huh. Creatures was the end of an era. But I get where you're going here because... And what was it Tom Allum? Tom Allum produced. Uh, I never, I never heard of him. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now to confirm. He that, produced yeah. most of the priest workers around that time. Oh, he did. He um, did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I never really put that together because that. And you know, Kiss took Priest out on tour around that time. So. Yeah. Anyway, so it just seemed like like uh, that just had some similarity to the production. The production of Screaming for Vengeance and Look It Up are very similar. They're, it's not similar to And you creatures. like to go up to artists and say, hey, the song you like that you think is great, it sounds like this. Fuck you. <laughs> so anyway, you're that guy. You were that. Hey, you're that guy. Yeah. So Judas Priest, you know, they had. Uh, do you even know why Rob left or what was it? Was there some like, don't tell people you're gay. They already know. I don't even know what the whole fallout I don't, was. I don't know but, either. I, I just know that all of a sudden But he they, went yeah. and did uh, Fight, right. and then he did some solo stuff, and they yeah. had Ripper Is, any of, that stuff, is that any of that stuff any good? Not to talk on top of you like I love to. I but. love the two Fight records, yes. Really? Okay. Um, and the, But he did the, you know, the, the, the band that he called Halford? Is that the one that had this the, the cover that says Made of Metal? Well, I think that was one of the second or third records he did. Okay. Yeah. I get those um, I get those confused. I don't think I've ever heard the fight ones, but I've heard the Halford. 
ones. Okay. I'll send you the fight ones. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, I didn't like them at first, but I grew to like them a lot. Okay. And he did that kind of industrial thing produced by Trent Reznor, the, the, uh, the band two, which is really just him going, you know, I'm super industrial. <laughs> I never but, heard that. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of cool. I actually saw that band live. Um, Fight, you mean? No, two. Two, okay. Yeah, far less likely. It's far more rare to find someone who saw two live than Fight. Um, but yeah, then uh, whatever. Ripper came through and did uh, basically the inspired the movie Rockstar, which... Uh, if you're a fan of, uh, I don't know, what do they call them, rock docs, uh, then you hate actual rock because they've never done a good one. And that My one was God, that, that, when I saw that, I was just, I was cringing for the fact. And then, that, of course, that at the end, they just had him acting like Marky Mark in the credits doing like back backspins and stuff. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It was like, in uh, the they played up the whole gay thing and it's just, ah. Uh, it was it so bad, but every rock documentary movie, like a like where, where it's scripted, has sucked. Oliver Stone couldn't deliver a good, you know, version of this, which is why Motley Crue needs to give up on the dirt. Unless, of course, Nikki Six is much closer to Gene Simmons than he likes to admit. Uh, he just wants the money. But anyway, back to Judas Priest. Yeah, can I just got a uh, rock star? Have you ever seen anybody with a worse wig than Marky Mark in that movie? Like, I'm like, this is not look. Yeah, right. uh, what's his nuts? The the mummy guy, Brandon Fraser in Airheads, or Steve <laughs> Steve Buscemi in Airheads. Yeah, okay, you're right. All those are about right. But yeah, the, the cast was horrible, and it goes to like, every hard rock guy in any movie ever yeah. that didn't have natural hair. Well, like like Rock of Ages with uh, Tom Cruise. All those are just terrible. Oh my god, yeah. That one was at least, like, intentionally bad. All right, we're going to move on. So continue. So they got back together. What? What? what you didn't even know what year it was? Uh, I, th- I think it was 97. Was it that soon? Maybe it was 2007. Fuck if I know. We're not good at facts here. I'm going to type it in. What was the one? Angel of Retribution? Is yeah, that Angel, it? Uh, 2005. I actually went to this tour. Queensryche opened, and they still had Jeff Tate in the band. Okay. Was it good? Was Halford's voice still solid? Yeah, no, they were, uh, both bands were really cool. Um, yeah, no, it was awesome. He did the whole Harley thing, and, you know, he sounded, you know, good. He, you know, he is a lot, he, you know, his voice sounds better than Paul Stanley, but he leans on a lot of effects, too. Yeah, what, what I've seen, um, I was going to see them live a couple of years ago, and I started getting into them because they came down to uh, uh, Eddie Trunk's favorite hangout, the Hard Rock Casino, and in um in hollywood florida and i was about to go see them but then i saw a couple live dvds and i'm not sure have you ever seen uh the the feed my frankenstein monster that um ellis cooper has on stage that kind of like moves is like a like a 10 foot tall guy that you see in like a of course yeah okay that is how rob helford moves on stage now he, he goes. He comes. Yeah, and he up. has that giant coat that looks like it weighs like five hundred pounds. Yeah, he's like he's like there. He's just sweating bullets wearing this massive coat, and he basically moves like ten feet to the right, ten feet to the left, and um, I don't know. There's some live DVD that was actually shot. Fun fun fact at that same venue that I was going to go see him at, and I was like, eh, I'm going to pass. And guess who was the opener for that tour? Very con- Very controversial. It wasn't Winger? Steel Panther. 
Hmm. And Judas Priest fans were not so happy about that. I remember hearing that about that too. These guys are clowns, and I wouldn't be happy either <laughs> based on my Steel Panther story. But very serious fans versus versus seeing a clown act in the beginning. But uh, what do you got? What, what song are you playing on this reunion album? Well, let me at least wrap up a little bit of what you were talking about. Sure, I, I, please. Um, yeah, you know what? I don't know that Rob ever moved that much. Really? But uh, you got a point. It's just, I don't know. I would have I liked to see the them back thing. in the day. I, I do like it them It seems like back in the day he at least didn't wear a coat that looked like it was made of metal and like you know made him hunch over and he could barely move. It looked right. like that was impeding him. Can you do, a, mean, can you do a quick uh, Halford impersonation for me? You know, we've talked about the fact that, you know, Rob Halford says some really stupid shit. But it sounds genius. The metal community. Yeah, but it sounds genius when he's in his interview. He's super serious. He's got his sunglasses on. He's got his uh, 70-pound leather coat. And he's quoting... Uh, uh, and he's well-spoken. Let's put it that way. I mean, right, he can, right. He can, he can put a sentence together, not like our current president. <laughs> so anyway, why don't you read some Donald Trump tweets with a uh, Rob Halford <laughs> accent? What do you say? Hold on. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, I got him. Are you ready? Please. Why is it that Hillary Clinton's family and the Dems dealing with Russia are not looked at, but my non-dealings are? Kofifi.
So yeah, before you get to the uh, second and last pick, let's let's do an audible. You want to talk a little bit about about a band that we've done an entire <laughs> entire episode going sideways before that turned out really good. No, I've never heard of that. No, what? What? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Motley Crue. Oh man, I love Motley Crue. I know oh, you do. Oh my God, round and round. I know that I was love rad. That song. That was rad. Anyway, but going back to being serious, the uh, <clears throat> you know the reunion. I mean, when that was was first announced. First off, you know, I love the Karabi album, but when the reunion was announced. You know, in '94, I was mm-hmm. like, I was like so excited at the fact they were getting back together, and then they put out Generation Swine, and it was not good. No. Or did you like Other it? Other than the song Brandon, you like Brandon. Everybody likes the song Brandon. I think at one point, I mean, it's Tommy he, Lee's kid. It's it's like Brandon, <laughs> I love you. Now Tommy it's Lee. A good song. Uh, the, the only thing that was missing out of that song is he didn't use the word rad in it. Like, Brandon is oh, rad. Oh, man. That would have been so he, rad if he did. Do, do you remember the... Uh, you, you, of course, saw the video with uh, Pam Anderson and him, yes? Uh, oh, of course, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, he, at one point... In, in when segments. He, in segments, right. Well, at one point, he is uh, driving the, the, sh- the, the boat with his cock. And uh, yeah, he honks the horn with it. I, I'm pretty sure that's uh, I'm pretty sure that moment is what uh, uh, res- made Motley Crue a timeless band. They would not be they would not have been able to do their little finale tour without. I actually wrote an article about this for Decibel Geek. I think it was my second actual contribution. It was like Tommy Lee's dick saved uh, Motley Crue. Oh, absolutely. His it. it, it, it it absolutely did, and and but my point is, is that when he was turning the boat <laughs> with his cock, he said, uh, "This is rad." He said "rad" like many times. I think even it was banging her. My point is, he loves that word. I think he said, "This is rad." <laughs> That's right. He should never be allowed to speak nor sing nor anything. But if Brandon is your pick, I will have to debate you for it. Okay, I think that the only good. Can you song- name one song on the planet better than rat, uh, Brandon? <laughs> All of them. Okay. Okay. That's my argument. But but going with that, Generation Swine, was that a disappointment to you? Because I was furious at that album. It was not a disappointment to me because I did not buy it. I heard the the song Afraid. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, nope. That's one of the better songs on it. it. Yeah, I, I heard it now. I've heard the whole thing now um, because... It was like the first time I've ever checked out of a band that I was kind of like, you know, there's there's, there's those bands that like no matter what they do, like Kiss. Yeah. Here, here's a record. You have to you, listen you to go, it. You, have you to. go buy it. You have to. And they were that band, and that was the first time I, I kind of stepped away. That was but, uh, that was wise. But the, yeah, so on that album, it's completely just deletable. But there's one song on there that 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 just is so dripping with slime and sleaze and everything like that that I love and and listen Saints Saints of Los Angeles uh, I I love that track. garbage that one that the title track is good the rest of it's pretty much shit yes you don't even like the title uh, track nope oh I like that I like the lyrics of it that's it sounds like Jack Blades wrote it. No, I'll argue with that one. That one's good. The rest of it's the rest of it's uh, 
not. But again, it was one of those things I liked when I first heard it, and then it slowly. Did you like it when you first heard it? Any of that album or not? Um, no. I, I listened to the whole thing, and I hate every pretty much every song. So yeah, it it went down in quality for me. But the, but the one song off of Generation Swine that I want to feature is Rat Like Me. <laughs>
Black Sabbath, baby! Let's do it. I mean, by the way, another much longer breakup. What was the one singer we talked about earlier? Uh, Skid Row? I mean, they, they could drag it out longer, but Ozzy, what was it, uh, 79 is last record, and then uh, 2013 or 14, uh, 15, the first record? Well, that was a, the rec- that was a record, but they got together in, in 96 or 97 or whatever it was. Hmm. You know what I mean? They actually reunited to do a tour. They did two songs. They did that uh, okay. Psycho Man. So I think that counts. So that wasn't that long. Yeah, yeah it definitely does. Okay. okay. Moving on from that whole bullshit. But, uh, <laughs> bullshit? I mean, how many times have they they've reunited, broken up again? Oh. Well, they, they, they broke up with Ozzy. Right. Uh, brought in Dio. Uh, Dio left, had Ray Gillen, or Ian Gillen from Deep Purple, and then Ray Gillen, and then Ron I, Keel, then Ice, and then, then Ice T. Oh, we're not there yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, Glenn Hughes, and then oh, somewhere in there was Dave Donato. I don't even know who he is. And then uh, they had uh, what's his nuts? The guy they've had for quite a while. There, uh, shit. Uh, who's the the? The singer on like uh, Eternal Idol, The Headless Cross, all that stuff. Remember his name, Jeff Martin? Is that what it is? Fuck if I know. Okay. Anyway, is that the guy from what? Um, what was? Okay, who's who's the dude? That we're, from- we're gonna call him What's His Nuts. Yeah. And then after What's His Nuts, in 1992, they reunited with Dio, not Ozzy. And somewhere in there, they did a uh, uh, a We Are the World kind of thing. Uh, uh, live Aid. I have a question. And, uh, I, have, I have a question there, real quick. What was the reason for Dio leaving again? Oh, uh, because uh, they had an opportunity. To, oh Jesus! Christ. Was this the whole thing about them opening for for Sabbath? Yeah, they they were opening for Ozzy. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, okay and okay. Uh, you know, Dio was like, "Fuck that." Right. I, okay. So, I know. Uh, I know the story. And uh, uh, Rob Halford, of all people, we just talked about, stepped in and uh, sang for him. Yep. Yep. Okay. Continue. And then they were they went back to what's his nuts. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, what was it? Ninety eight. They did the uh, whole uh, breaking bread and the the reunion tour. And then like every Ozfest for the next you know ten years, every other one was it was like Ozzy then Sabbath, Ozzy Sabbath, Ozzy Sabbath. And then they got back together with Dio, but because of the whole Ozzy reunion, they couldn't call it Black Sabbath anymore. And so they was called that it the Heaven, Heaven, and Heaven and Hell, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, Dio trademarked the Devil Horns, and uh, that didn't happen. Okay, uh, can I just? And then, uh, we'll, we'll comment on that later. Yeah, we'll come into that. Uh, joking around, but yeah. So now, then uh, they uh, finally got together in the studio to record an album. With the full lineup back together, except for the drummer who was pissed because he was getting drummer money and not Ozzy money. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, here's my thing about Black Sabbath. Love, love old old Black Sabbath, the, the classics. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get into 13, but I know that you do like it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the, love song, it. Long, the song you're going to play. But the thing that... Um, you know, how many times have you seen them live? Three? You, with Ozzy? Of course. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. You saw him with Dio, too? No, I, I'm just correcting myself there. I'm like, wait a second. I've never seen him now with Ozzy. Three times. 
I saw him with the Black Sabbath lineup once at Ozfest, and yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Like it was just kind of like just slow. They only played like seven or eight songs, and they were done. I was really looking forward to it too because I love those albums. But what's your experience with them live? You love them every time. They were great every time, but uh, yeah, they didn't dig deep on tracks. And it was always kind of that, you know, festival thing where it's like 10 songs. Right. Okay. It would have been nice to, uh, but, you know, they were, they kind of, anytime Ozzy's involved, they they pretty much let him run the show. And for whatever reason, that's the way it goes. I, I, it, it, they don't dig deep with him and they, they play the, the, the standard hits. It sucks as a fan. I'd like more, but uh. well, like like you you and I have both seen Zach Sabbath, and that is just a complete boner. Like I love those songs, and he seems to just take it like a nineteen seventy four level of just energy and fucking kicking ass. Right? You love that show, right? You saw him. I did. I like it a lot. You know, I'm not a really uh, a huge backer of kind of the whole cover thing, right? Um, especially when it's like your gig, but. He he could do whatever the hell he wants, so it's not like this is his only means of making money. So I respect it. He does a good job, um, and and he has passion behind it. Uh, but you know, just like Black Sabbath, he plays the same fucking set every night. Except they threw in so- Supernaut, which is good. They plays like eight songs, and you know. right. But 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 that. So with that said, like, what do you think about the whole? You know, they're only doing a couple of things, but I, I was kind of like, that's pretty badass that he's getting back together with, with Ozzy. I like that, yeah. You do. Yeah, that's kind of the whole thing. I've, I've mentioned it before, but I, I like the Ozzy solo because it combines the best of both worlds for me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather see Zach play Black Sabbath as Zach Sabbath than, than, than play it with Ozzy. Because Ozzy sucks now, live? Is that kind no, of- be- no, even going back to like uh, you know the eighties and nineties or whatever. I mean, I, I just I don't need to see Ozzy play Black Sabbath. I don't, I don't need to hear War Pigs and Paranoid with Ozzy's cover band. When I see uh, Zach Wild go out and do it and sing what what he wants to do, that's more of a passion project. Ozzy's just kind of going through the motions at that point. All right, so what you got? Well, the, you know, almost everything in this record is so huge as far as length. Oh, my God, um, it is, yeah. I loved it. Did you like it? You said you didn't that much, right? I didn't. I, I couldn't get into to it personally. I know that tons of people loved it, but for some reason, I don't know if it was the vocals or just that the the songs are a little too sludgy and long and everything like that, but I was, there was one song that reminded me of Sweet Leaf that, that, that I kind of liked that was like track two or three. Um but yeah, man. But but no. I mean, listen. I can revisit it. Hopefully, I do like it when I hear this again. What track are you gonna play though? I'm gonna play uh, "End of the Beginning."
All right, Baco. I, I know this is a big shocker, but uh, what's your number one pick? What's your number one pick, Luz? I didn't make the list. You made the list. This is your show. Oh, we we comboed the list. Why are you dumping this on me, man? You're making <laughs> li- listeners sound like I'm some kind of, I don't know, warlord or... Uh, <laughs> I'm the warlord, whatever you whatever you say. But exactly. It, no, I threw up the it, idea. I, I threw it to you for the, the top five, and I looked at it, and I go, all right, let's run with this. It's all good. Okay, fair enough. The uh, five I kicked back to you that you said, let's do it. At number one, the band I'm not I'm not that familiar with, but Kiss. <laughs> yes. So so yeah, uh, you know, give me give me the story, give me the whole story from 1974 on up to the uh, trademarking of the Devil Horns. Let me just talk about the Devil Horns real quick, can I? Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. So I wake up this morning. We have this little TV set in our uh, kitchen. And my wife, Is it black and white? <laughs> yes, it has antennas sticking three different ways as rabbit rabbit ears on it. <laughs> but anyway, so it it's uh my, my wife is addicted to the Today Show. Uh, she might have a thing for Matt Lauer. I'm not sure, but the the point being is that's that, weird. We uh my wife has a thing for uh, uh Good Morning America, and she might have a thing for Robin Roberts. <laughs> that's even more. That's more exciting than my version. So yeah, so. The point is, is that fucking Gene Simmons made the Today Show. I have, I have to listen to when I'm making breakfast for my kids. The fact that they're talking about the trademarking of of the Devil Horns. <laughs> so, and, and like this, I'm, I'm like, Can I I'm ask like you a cringing. quick question? Yeah, go ahead. That that might be kind of where you're going with this. I mean, people know you, and they know that you're into Kiss, right? Uh-huh. Doesn't it kind of fucking irritate you that that like? There is a certain segment of your friends that almost insist you have an opinion on this. Uh, they don't ask ask for an opinion. I basically I just cringe from the because it's Carson Daly. Then they show a picture of Carson Daly hanging out with Kiss and stuff like that. And of course, of course, they play the studio version of Rock and Roll Night for the background music, which I fucking detest. That version, I only like the live of version course. and everything like that. And and all this, not all I do is it just embarrasses me a little bit. Obviously, it's a publicity stunt because this is so fucking ridiculous. No. Yes, it's really true. But my point is, is that if you, you if you if you submit for a trademark. You don't make a press release. I'm sorry, release. you are not my father. You you don't make a press release about the fact that you're submitting for a trademark. It's so absurd that it, but it's perfect. My point is, is that works. He says ridiculous shit all the time, and fucking people talk about. It. We're talking about it. Is my point. It's genius. It's stupid and embarrassing to a Kiss fan, but it works. Yes. Yeah, but somebody else did it first, loose. Yeah, I know. Dio or Co- Coven or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a- Well, I always look, um, when it comes to anything Gene says or does, I always look to the Twitter account of Paul, P-A-W-L, Stanley. Yes, what does he have to say? It shines a lot. Of, he says, like, have you ever ate 27 donuts and thrown up? Well, Gene trademarked that. Uh, he trademarked the high five and financed the entire Creature of the Night tour. Yes. On uh, anyway, it's a fun account. Go check it out. But like, um, what is, yeah, he, what is, fuck, he, what is he even going to do with it? Is he going to start like charging people every time they do it at a concert? That's, that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. That's my point. Is that's that stupid of a thing to do? Well, and that's what everybody's getting. But th- doesn't it seem like everybody's getting cu- not hung up on that? 
they're getting hung up on the, oh, yeah, well, Dio did it. Oh, yeah, well, this person. It's really not about that. He's trademarking something. He's, but that's not how Gene did it. Gene's not trademarking how Gene does it. He's trademarking how he did it. It doesn't matter. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, at least focus on what's actually happening if you're going to have an opinion on it. And then, of course, the real opinion is this is never going to fly. Of course, it's not going to fly. It doesn't. It does. No, you can't. You can't. It's exactly what you said. It's right. a talking point, a, and we're talking about it. Right. And you know what, Gene? But I'm gonna fucking, I will tell you. I'm going to. I'm going to poop under your pillow. And you're going <laughs> to. You're going to trademark that bitch. But you know that this is a man that actually trademarked a bag of money. Yeah, and I saw some conversation like like. Well, he only trademarked. A certain type of bag of money, right? And, and you've also got the fact that, <clears throat> like with that bag of money, he—I don't even understand the point of it. But he actually, there's a band called Teenage Fan Club that he—I mm-hmm. own the CD that he made take it off the album cover. Yes or no? Uh, he, I know he had a cease and desist. I don't know how far it went. Uh, all I know is that like it came out when I was working at college radio and I still have the CD I stole from them because of this exact conversation. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep this short in, the, in this area to go off, but I can tell you, I could do an entire other show with the Paul Stanley interview with Chris Jericho. Oh my God. Let's do that next. Because, okay, we'll just move it from there. Okay. I have so many talking points on that. It's ridiculous. Yes or no. Yes. Okay. We'll have to save that uh, for another time. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but continue. What else do you want to talk about the reunion? Did Kiss get back together? They did. And uh, after a monstrous reunion tour, um, <laughs> they they decided to, to go back into the studio, which, which I was so excited for this album. And... Uh, they uh, started talking about. Well, hold on, hold Go on. Ahead. Just let's back up a little All bit. Right. Now you know Peter is doing this like uh, my last perform- <laughs> performance ever tour. Is this the worst like effort to like? Uh, first of all, it, it's almost like uh, I don't know um, Clay Aiken coming out and saying I'm gay still. It's like <laughs> Peter, you haven't been performing. But these are, these two shows, like two months apart, are the last two. Sh- I'm done after all after all of these shows. I'm done. Did I mention I got a People's Choice Award? Oh, by the way, Beth, huge song. Uh, every Kiss fan only wants to hear that. <laughs> Continue. Oh my God! Yeah, so. It's too bad about Peter uh, retiring from not doing anything. Um, uh, but, you know, when you're not doing anything for 10, 15 years, you know, that gets kind of tired and you have to go, I can't not do anything for too much longer. So, yes. Who knew? Oh. Who knew that right before we were going to record this episode, there would be two press releases of bullshit <laughs> to speak about? That came out yesterday. Look, God, God bless him. I would actually love to go out there and see it. Why? It might be kind of cool. It's Ugh. probably going to be really shitty, but just because you, you can know, watch, you can watch my seven-year-old son hit bongos, and it'll be better show. <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, he's not playing drums at the shows. Oh, he's not. What's he doing? He just sings. Oh. And he has a he has uh, a band of certain credibility with him. 
Um, but no, it'd be kind of cool to be there. But is this like the worst like publicized farewell ever? Yes. Of anybody of any note? Yes. I mean, seriously, Billy Squire could you know wrap it up a lot quicker than you know this guy and like have a lot more attention to it. Are we going to do an entire episode saying, on Kiss? Or we're going to get down to this reunion. Let's get down to the reunion. Okay. So they reunited in what? Uh, 2003? Yep. So uh, they did that, and then they got they went in the studio and did what? Psycho Circus, which uh, I think we both agree is probably the best record they've done. I think we have differing opinions on this for some reason from an earlier conversation, but, but not... Oh, uh, we definitely do. We definitely do, don't we? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, go ahead. You take the floor first. I think you should. Uh, okay. Well, I got all I can say about Psycho Circus is it's the the um, Spencer's version of Kiss. It's the the cartoon mm. version, the Dynasty explosion of merchandise version. There is I I do like the title track. Um, at first, I liked. Um, I'm almost blocked it on my mind. But what's the, what's the second track? Oh shit! Is it within? Yeah, within. Uh, and then it's a lot of it's the, a lot of it's the production there, but there's some of the the most god awful songs on it. Uh, you, you wanted the best first time I heard it. I was like, "That's kind of cool." I'm like, "No, this is horrible." Um, and then then uh, uh, "Razor Glasses" makes me want to jump out a window. Um, Love it. Wow. Okay. So I'm just gonna just, listen. This is your this is your pick. For me, it's I don't even care the fact that they have studio musicians on it. There's just nothing on it that that brings me to Kiss. The only thing that's closer to Kiss, I I even like Sonic Boom more of this thing. I did oh. I did a ranking of this, and because at least there's two or three songs that I do like on Sonic Boom, and there's only one that I like on that, and that's the title track. And that's oh, you don't uh, like dreaming. Fuck no, that song is horrible. And then, but the uh, the one song I will I will give it up for track ten. Um, I was gonna say Journey of a Thousand Years. It actually ends with the notes that start the record. Correct. No, cool. I like that. If, if, if I if I want to do all of it, it's just a miss. It's a misfire from the they they grabbed the Aerosmith producer. They didn't. It's it's just they could have uh, you know they could have. They could have made something great with the situation that they were in right then, but they didn't. And uh, a lot of that probably has to do with the the, the skills of of Peter. Um, especially, it doesn't matter. It wasn't for me. I like those two tracks, one and ten. The rest of it I can uh, do without. But please, a differing of opinion. That's the beautiful thing is about these shows. I actually think um, Peter could have uh, pulled off the album. Honest to God, I especially after reading Paul's book, it's more about slapping somebody in the face and, and dicking them around because he can than it had to do with any, like, they just weren't capable of properly contributing. I agree. I think this record would have been a lot cooler if Peter would have played on everything, if Ace would have played on everything. By the way, just- I'm not uh, of that. I'll say that Into the Void is the most Kiss sound. I don't even like the song that much, but at least it was... It, it sounded like Kiss. That's a good point. Because I agree. I don't like that song that much either. But, but at least it I sounded like with, it was a little I, sloppy. Did, did Ace actually play the solo on um, You Want It the Best or not? You Want It the Best? <laughs> I'm not sure off the top of my head. It sounds, like a, uh, it sounds that's the only one that sounds like an Ace solo too. 
I think Within sounds like a Gene song on a Kiss record with that band. I don't think Psycho Circus sounds anything like a Kiss song with Ace and Peter. And I love it. You do like Psycho Circus, that song. I love it. I love the whole record, to be honest with you. The only, the only song I don't dig is the fucking uh, Peter one. Uh, I finally found my way back to you. Okay, I, I'll give you an example. We're One could be a really good song, but the production is shit. The way that they did it, it should have been so good. It was the the idea of it, the concept of it is excellent, but it sounds like a uh, like a Pepsi commercial, or whatever it is. There's just something that up- was just day, and then someone opens like a Pepsi Blue. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like that the actual, that, I guess that's what I'm talking about too. That was kind of weird with that album is the fact that I was expecting down and dirty songs, and it was all like celebration of ourselves versus versus. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fuck these socks. You know what I mean? Like, the, you know what I'm trying I'm to say? Fuck like, these socks. <laughs> there, there wasn't the dirty jean and stuff like that. And I know you have it. Like, I don't know. There's... That was my only problem with you wanted the best. I actually liked the song as far as the catchiness to it, but it was like, hey, it's Gene Simmons, and I can say shit that's negative about Peter and Ace, but you can't. I don't know. And here's the chorus. Yeah, pretty much. So, what you got? Oh man, if I'm picking one, I'm picking one, right? And if it's and it's if a it, closer, it's the show closer. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Well, then I'm gonna pick your goddamn favorite song. It's a perfect ender, "Journey of a Thousand Years."
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 